Welcome to the Dribble Podcast, your weekly fix of all things Perth Wildcats and Aussie basketball. Presented by Perth Now. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Dribble Podcast, your look under the hood at the engine that makes the Perth Wildcats tick and there's been plenty of moving parts since we last spoke. My name's Chris Robinson from Perth Now and the West and joining me each week, Perth Wildcats vice-captain and three-time NBL champion, Mr. Greg Hire. Greg, welcome back. Thank you. Yeah, what a momentous day and I'm sure we'll touch on that. But yeah, no, glad uh, I could feature on a, a fantastic podcast once again. Absolutely. We might as well touch on that off the top. We don't like to get too political on the show, but a, a really big announcement uh, <laughs> this week with the same-sex marriage yes vote getting up um from from your point of view and and from the team's point of view what what does this sort of stuff get discussed amongst the group and and what sort of the reaction been yeah it was it was actually quite weird we uh rocked up to weights uh i usually get guys that uh, drop in seven seven oh five seven ten guys uh as soon as they arrive they Mm -hmm. leave their car and and whatnot but it was a everyone was actually stuck in the car listening to the radio and i know more as i was driving in sort of goosebumps and feeling quite nervous um you know, I, I was all for you know pro yes and and uh, in that regard, but yeah, real surreal feeling. Obviously, knowing uh, a lot of friends would have been affected, uh, whichever decision outlawed. And and yeah, as soon as we were in the um, in the weight room, yeah, the discussion quite a bit, the demographics, the numbers. Um, so yeah, it, I mean, it's good. I mean, we're not just all basketball players; we actually have a life as well. So um, something obviously quite topical and, and relevant to a lot of us. So. Um, yeah, fantastic outcome, obviously, but um, no, yeah, it was all good. From the sublime to the somewhat ridiculous, you guys had a, a tough uh, tough weekend results-wise, and we'll, we'll get to that shortly when we get into the hoops, but it must be nice to be able to come home from the longest road trip just mm-hmm. about in sport from New Zealand, see the family. There was a video that got posted to Instagram. Uh, <laughs> if you haven't seen it, check out Greg's Instagram. of your little guy, Sully, just getting down to some beats, doing some serious <laughs> twerking. Uh, can you tell us where he's got those yeah, moves from? Definitely not from me, uh, from my lovely wife. But uh, unfortunately, I missed the best bits. Um, so uh, we're on the road again for four days. I imagine he'll be walking and most will be talking at full uh, SA uh, <laughs> answers soon enough. And I'll miss all that. But yeah, it was... Um, Definitely. I mean, the only moves I usually replicate for that is um, uh, the Walker's MVP ball. Uh, yeah, for the, the player of the season for that reason. Yeah, um, yeah. For for those people's eyes only. But um, now I love that. So um, it was it was a, a very comical sort of moment. Um, but uh, a lot of fun for him. We might have to see if we can get some sort of swap going for the player of you to sub out, sub out G Hire, the, the dad, might and, just and get the son in there. I might bring him in and, yeah. and do a sort of a cameo appearance. Greg Hire featuring Sully. <laughs> exactly, yeah, exactly. That right. seems to be the way. The, the fans will love that. Yeah, sure. yeah. No yeah. occupational health and safety hazards <laughs> <is> there. <laughs> well, well, Damo nearly fell off a table <laughs> a couple of years mate, ago. So. Mate, he'll do everything to, for a laugh, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Looking at the hoops from last yeah. weekend, we'd, you'd probably rather not from a personal point of view, mm. but um, two two losses. They were close losses, a four-point loss in Auckland to the Breakers and then coming back here and going down by six on Sunday. Yeah, Not far away, and considering you're playing the league leaders, the team that, that's arguably the best team in the league right now, uh, there's there's been a bit of negative feedback, but I, I hardly think it's the sky falling in when it comes to uh, those two performances. What, what did you guys sort of learn about where you need to be and what did you learn about yourselves testing against the best? Yeah, 
I stated it last week. You know, they are the benchmark team at the mm-hmm. moment. There's a reason they've won eight games in a row, and they're winning on uh, sorry in a row, and they're winning on the road as well. And they're a quality outfit. And I think what you've seen there, we talked about the stability of the team. Mm-hmm. I think you brought in two quality imports and DJ Nubu, who really took over the game, both encounters and, and Edgar Sosa, and then obviously surround them with local talent who arguably could be imports. Tom Abercrombie is one of the best swingmen coming around. Um, obviously, Mika Vakona, who notched up his 400th game, which is an unbelievable achievement, but he's a workhorse and really the engine room of their team. Very yeah. similar to matchups, and we saw that, you know, it's very early in the piece. One, you got to still factor in, yes, we lost a formidable player in Matty Knight, you know, who's a focal piece of the team, and we're still working around that. Obviously, we had a couple of good sessions to, to develop that, um, which means obviously Derek, you know, he's going to get more minutes, more responsibility, and, and w- more is going to be asked of him. People forget DC's. This is his first eight games of the of the season. He didn't play any preseason games and got, mm. was very limited in the early in the piece. So he still has to adapt to the team, the environment, the atmosphere, and more so. Obviously, the level he can play, he can obviously he's got the skills. He's good enough. But what you got to realise from an import standpoint is a completely different league. You've got four men who can shoot the three, say like a Rob Lowe. Um, and what you're seeing in quality outfits like New Zealand is those very... Uh, if you make a mistake at key points of the game, you're going to get punished. For example, fourth quarter, if you help out too much, Rob Lowe hits a, a dagger three. If you go underneath a screen on a Kirk Penny or Tom Abercrombie, they're some of the best shooters in the league. You're going to get punished. So... That's what happens with New Zealand, the number one team for a reason, and they punish you for those mistakes, and they end up turning monumental. And it was the difference, four points, six points, and that was a key difference. I mean, you look at it, Bryce had a couple of shots that rimmed out, and then you could say we, yeah. we win the game. And um, But I think what really showed is, and I don't want to be too negative, but that lack of di- discipline, and, and that's, yeah, your scout making sure that you can... Um, you emphasise that and you follow through what the coaches give you. Um, you know, we, we discussed that this, the coaches basically give you a test paper with all the answers before it and you just have to fill it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and we didn't do so. We went underneath screens on, on formidable shooters and, and you get punished. And offensively, I thought, I mean, we scored above 80 points, so I don't think that was the issue. It was defensively, gave up too many fouls. And as well, offensive boards killed us. And that's where Maddie obviously was a focal piece and, yeah. and, and that's what we've got to come up with as a group. You know, you can't have Damian Martin. I mean, he's an outstanding rebounder, but for him to lead the team, I don't think is, is good enough. And so for us, we've got to develop that. Um, but lucky enough, it's early in the piece, then number one team for a reason. Now we get an opportunity to get on the road and, and write things. Um, and yeah, there was still very positive signs, but I don't think, you know, last year we were sitting at the bottom of the ladder around this time um, you know and there was negative feedback I think you know we're still second in a good spot and we've got a lot of room to grow which is which is exciting for this squad yeah there's a few new pieces you're working in probably more than in recent years when you think about JP Togado um, Clint Steiner who played with for you sure. in preseason his new face now and as you mentioned DC didn't have any preseason actual yeah. games with you guys um, those formidable breakers shooters that you mentioned, one of them is Kirk Penny, who just uh, torched you guys mm-hmm. sort of late in the piece in that Sunday game. Between him and Shaili, who's yep. in line for most improved this season, um, Rob Lowe was terrific yep. on Sunday. New Zealand's bench unit, they yeah. scored, I think it was 40 points on Thursday and then added 33 on uh, Sunday. How much, I know you guys take a lot of pride in your for second sure. unit and, and getting the win. How much... Is that a challenge for you guys to sort of step up to, to that benchmark? Yeah, I think, um, you know, as, as 
the second unit. Um, we take a lot of pride in that. I mean, we've we've been accustomed to being able to change a game through our dynamics and mm-hmm. our energy and our efforts. And I think, yeah, we definitely both performances, even New Zealand, were, I think as a, as a second unit, we were, were quite poor. I think only Jesse had a really good game. Second game, I thought we were going to be aggressive, but that's where we've got to have that mindset. I think uh, Jared Kenny is arguably one of the best playmakers. Um, in our team or across the league and he's got to start building well has to have the confidence uh, knowing that the group has confidence in him that we don't mind him you know breaking off plays and creating something because he's mm-hmm. fantastic and so yeah look I mean Kirk Penny could start in a team and that's the luxury they have and obviously you've seen the emergence of Shaili. Um and what I think we can take from the second year we, we look at teams is they play fantastic team basketball. Those guys play their roles, they set screens, and they you know punish the opposition um, you know for just a, a play or two. Um, but definitely from a from a bench unit, um, yeah, we weren't we, we we didn't take a lot from that because we you know we want to be we want to change games, we want to break it open if they if it's a very close battle. And we take a lot of pride in that. There's been many times even this season you know in the start of the fourth quarter zone. Oh, yeah squad yeah um but in saying that um you know this group is uh we love that sort of that little bit of adversity and, and it bonds us um so i'm excited I, you know that sort of fire and jk's eyes to say we, we had a review session say mate just go nuts like take it yourself and, and we have mm. complete belief and, and hope and he's been shooting the ball pretty well as well exactly exactly and, you, and now we've got clint who comes in obviously dex is a very potent piece as well so um this is the thing you you bring a new guy in as well, and so those guys that you know, Clint obviously doesn't want to step on anyone's toes. What we want for him is his job is to be a knockdown shooter and mm. to take those risks. You know, yeah. um, his his job is not to sit there and be an exceptional defender; he's to stretch the floor. So this week, you know, this is what we harp on: hey, just let it fly. Um, you know, that's why in that's why you get paid is, is for that job description. And and I even reverted back to that uh, this weekend. You know, you, you go back to it and you sort of figure out what's made me successful in the past and it's energy and hustle and that's what on Sunday I was like I need to get rebounds and that's what I try to do um, and so sometimes when you have a couple of close losses and you you start thinking about your game I think you've got to go back to what worked why did you why did the Wildcats sign you in the per- first place and why have you been successful in the past and I think we'll, we'll definitely go back to that and you grabbed six boards in about 11 minutes I think you were tracking for about 25 you played the whole game um, you touched on Clint there obviously signed up officially yep. since we last uh, spoke what obviously will take him a little bit of time to adjust even though he does know some of the plays from the preseason and all the rest of it how what are you guys expecting him to bring and, and how personality wise has he slotted into the group so far yeah I mean he, he's a guy with great character again um, and, and slotted in very well in the preseason he's unselfish you know plays selfless um, he his knack and that's you know he, I think he shot over his career 43% so his ability to stretch the floor will be a huge plus for us mm-hmm. especially with Bryce and 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 JP and more so even Gus, what we're seeing is teams are starting to double down on on, um, on Big Angus. Yeah. So that'll be good for Clint to stretch the floor. Um, but in saying that, he's um you know he's not all offense. He's a really good um, you know, defensive player because he's long, athletic, wiry, reads the game really well. So you know he'll be able to you know he's he was a fringe boomers player for um, only a few years ago. So we're excited to see where he goes and where he grows. Um, you know he's got a good length and then a lot of pl- uh, positives for our side and and fit and 
really fits the style that we play in. Mm. Um, and so he'll be great. And, and him and JP had a real good connection this week as well. They've been working really well. JP was able to find him, you know, um, countless times this week. So that's nice. Um, but, you know, when you're shooting 43% of your career from the three-point line, that's that's a nice weapon to have. Yeah, that's handy. Always nice as well to bring someone in who knows the league. A bit like Lucas sure. Walker, who obviously didn't play, only played two games for you last season. Knows the league, knows what kind of calls you get, what kind of calls you don't get, strengths and weaknesses of some guys that you come up against. So that will help with the adjustment process. No doubt about that. You can't, can't say that enough. Um we saw one of your old teammates, one of your old championship teammates, Jamil McKay, <laughs> who loves to get on Twitter and, and have a little bit of a tweet. Uh, within minutes of the loss on Sunday, sent out a tweet saying, bring me home. <laughs> now, this sparked a, a little bit of chat amongst yeah. the Twitter community. There wasn't too much debate as to the fact that he was talking about coming home to Perth. He's sure. currently a, a free agent without yeah. a, a gig. What do you make of that? What did the group sort of discuss about that? And and why is Derek Cook Jr. the right fit? He's obviously have having people questioning him a little bit. Why is he the right fit? Yeah, look, to be honest, I'm not sure what Jamil talks about on Twitter many, many times because he goes on these tirades and just <laughs> Yeah, but we, as a group, first off, we haven't even talked about it once okay. um, because we, inside, once you start thinking from an outside perspective, you know, you don't want DC overlooking his shoulder thinking, is there another guy? Is yeah. there a change coming yeah. in? That's just absolutely stupid. But from that regard, the reason why I think DC go and look, this this is the thing: the roles have changed from a year ago. I mean, last year you could say Angus was coming off the bench mm-hmm. and really found his way towards the back end of the season. Brought, got a lot of confidence, started growing as a player, um, started demanding the ball, right? And we had a, a focal piece like we had with Nate Jaiwai a couple of years ago, um, even when Maddie and, and Tommy, you know. And so Gus has grown into that role, so now he's what we expect to be the starting five man. When we recruited DC, it wasn't like we need a blockbuster big man that can, you know, just do that. At that time, DC, we brought him in for his reason, his energy, to get the offensive glass or even challenge shots, you know, and, and all that stuff. And I think DC is doing that now. He's finding his feet. Um, you know, once we get up and running, he's going to also start getting a little bit more comfortable with, with playing his role. And that's why... What he, well, I think, what his not his weakness, but the issue at the moment is scouting, and that is, you know, when you're in in America playing D League or G League, sorry, um, the floor is spaced, and you know you can't play zone defense. You got to play man to man, and it's a one on one game, and so you don't have four, four, five men shooting the three ball like they do in in the NBL. Otherwise, mm-hmm. they'll be in the NBA. You know, you've got Pazinjus. That's what you know, Nowitzki's. Yep. So they're not good enough. So when he comes here, he, I mean, I remember the first couple of weeks, he he was marveling at the fact that Waxy, Jesse, even Maddie could stretch the floor like he does. So once he starts adapting to that and realizing, oh, well, here's kick it. You know, he's a straight shooter. Here's mm-hmm. Oscar Foreman's straight shooter. Oh, Vicona, maybe I can I can play off a little bit and I can help out on defensive. That's when it'll flourish. And I think that's what you've got to notice. And that's what you can't underestimate the importance of a preseason. I mean, obviously, JP, he's he's done it, but he's been playing how many years and he's, he's done that. You know, he's played in the NBA. DC is quite young. He's only been professional basketball, playing basketball from like 19 or 20. So he's still got a very young basketball mind. So he's still adapting and, and doing with that. I absolutely love his energy. It's contagious. Um, and for that reason, Jamil had an opportunity to come back here in the offseason and whether he wanted to expand. He would, not have, he would definitely not have the same role if he came back this year than he did last year. Now, yes, he's a has defensive prowess and can deflect shots. But, you know... 
I, I, I'm aware of the Twitter community. I'm still seeing people ask for Michael Dunnigan from 10 years ago. <laughs> the, the, the game changes. And just because you have one good year and a guy is adored by fans doesn't mean they may be the best vocal piece for the team. I mean... I, I sometimes see people pop. I reckon I I know there's one listener who would want Rashad Tucker back in the, in the team for that fact. But look, I think as fans, I think give DC a chance and give him an opportunity because what we've asked him, he's doing so at the moment, and he's only going to develop and more so and more so as a defensive end, which is a as a mindset and more so a knowledge of the league, which he'll obviously grow under. Michael Dunnigan, one of the more popular <laughs> four game, literally played four games for you guys, including just one. At home, which oh, was the first and one. And I think it was because we never got dunks as a team back then. We were yeah, full of, uh, there was a bit of a dunk drought up <laughs> yeah, until that exactly. point. And he got a couple, but I mean, I my, Michael Dunnigan, for those people, give you the insight, hit me up this year to try and come back here. Did he really? Yeah. So he put, Is that I, 100% I, true? I can show you my Instagram message. Actually asked, he said, what's the... What's the you know, what's going on? What's the job opportunities like? Are there vacancies? And I was thinking to myself, I'm a player in the team. I don't know. I don't make decisions yeah. on player personnel. Yeah. I said, maybe just hit up our coaches or maybe get your agent. I mean, that's what that's what you have an agent, correct? That's why we pay agents, yeah. Exactly. But, um, and and I had to laugh because he was literally direct messaging me on Instagram to try and get a, to, to get a spot on the team. But um, I reckon fans would be happy enough if you retired his jersey before Sean read it. <laughs> uh, people, people would be like, yeah, that's okay. I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that. But <laughs> it's a quirky world we live in. That's Certainly sure. is. You're right though. There was a bit of a dunk drought until Michael. <laughs> Dunn. I remember one. Remember Jeremiah Truman was on the break and yes. dunked when he was wearing bright uh, uh, yellow, yellow shoes, shoes. and yep. that just sticks in the memory because it was quite rare back yep. then that you guys would be able to get a good flush. Well, Damo so. and Shawnee got back-to-back dunks, uh, and that was like the highlight of the mm. season. But I mean, I laugh because Dunnigan had four like you know games. He played well. Don't yep. get me wrong, but yep. then he played against Oren McMillan and got absolutely torched. No. <laughs> disrespect to Aaron McMillan but he was just a bench guy just so a bit of a battle yeah really need to put some things in perspective yeah. maybe yeah. he's an a, he wasn't uh, you know saving us from over yeah time. yeah one one last one on on Jamil does it to know I mean Jamil was an import in this league last yeah. season and you guys were struggling at one point last season at, for a fair stretch of the season yeah. last season and he would be aware of the criticism that can fall particularly with a team like Perth where there's for such sure. high expectations does it is it disappointing to see him tweet something like "Bring me home" when nah. it would be at the expense of he would know that hey you'd have to release yeah, your current import in DC? This is a cutthroat world, you know, from from a league, and he's a smart man. He he definitely knows he's got the fans on his side. Why wouldn't you? You know, yeah. and and um, you know, he's mostly looking going. Oh, I've gone to Spain, have an opportunity, and now he's thinking I don't, I'm unemployed. Uh, I'm not doing something I love, and mm-hmm. he can come back to Walkers where people know him and he's had success. The last memory. That Wildcat fans have Jamil McKay is hosting is lifting a championship trophy. That's yeah. a pretty strong background to have, you know, mm-hmm. um, a rapport to have with the, with the group. So he's a smart man. I don't really think. I mean, those guys, I don't, they don't care. Like I absolutely love Jamil. He he was an absolutely fantastic teammate, and he's and he and he's such a great player. Um, but he knows what he's doing. But, I mean, his social media is out of this world. Sometimes, <laughs> even on training days last year, he'd be putting up an Instagram photo at 4 o'clock in the morning. And he has no kids, so I don't understand what he's waking up that or going to sleep at that late time. Mm. So, yeah, who, who, we'll see. But hopefully we win a few wins and then he can he can be a little bit quieter. <laughs> <laughs> um, looking forward now, it's a, a tough road double for you guys. Friday sure. night in Brisbane and Sunday in Melbourne. 
you've had two wins over those two teams, obviously both over here at, at Perth Arena. Do you? How closely do you sort of look at your performances in those games, the good with the bad, yeah. considering they were only a few weeks ago, or, or do you sort of disregard them a little bit? How do you, how do you sort of play it? To be honest, I mean, the games that, I mean, we played Brisbane the very first game of the season. Mm-hmm. I can't ever really remember much of that right now. Obviously, Melbourne's still a bit fresh in the mind, uh, but I think, I mean, obviously, both teams have gotten better. I mean, and obviously, I think we have as well, but Melbourne will be growing in confidence. You know, yep. they're playing at home, sell that crowd, but now roles are being more defined. Um, you know, you're starting to see a guy like Chris Goulding be a, bit, a little bit more confident, find where he can get his shots up. Uh, obviously, Casey's playing unreal. You know, I think he's MVP at the moment. Um, so you got that. But with Brisbane, same deal. You you know, at the start, you obviously had Trice and Stephen Holt and who, you know, who's, I guess, the macho, the gung-ho sort of um, player. Um, and Trice has obviously taken that mantle mm. a little bit. And yep. um, Tom, I think, is playing exceptionally well as a big man at the moment too. So... Yeah, look, it, it, it's uh, we'll obviously look at those both encounters to see what worked um, and what didn't work. There's no doubt about it. You don't go away from that. Um, but yeah, I think those two teams have changed dramatically um, in time. And so, for us, knowing that they're going to be in front of a home crowd and and you know um, both coming off great wins on the weekend, yep. um, for us, we really need to jump on the throat because that's what we've. Unfortunately, on the road, we haven't really done so. That's going to be a massive focus uh, for us. What are you expecting from Casey in that second game? I know you probably focus on yeah. Brisbane first and foremost, but when you got Melbourne um, here earlier in the season, Casey was coming off that for injury sure. a little bit. Um, Chris Golding was coming back from his own injury, uh, having his appendix out. Yeah. Um, it took Casey a little while to sort of work into the game with the crowd and all the rest of it. Are you expecting him to be a lot more settled and, and fired up for this? Yeah, Sunday? I think he'll be fired up for sure. He'll, he, there's no doubt in my mind he will want to make a point. Um, he would have, I mean, he obviously commented on it and he wasn't, you know, overly pleased or, you know, was surprised by yeah. the, uh, the, I guess, the response he got from the fans. Mm-hmm. There's no way he's he's trying to not stake a claim and you know um, show who's boss or you know that he's better than JP you know so um, it'll be an exciting encounter between those two guys because they are um, both playing extremely well at the moment um, both have their eyes in and they're both going to prove a point um, to each other um, so it'll be exciting for them um, but yeah there's no doubt he's going to be fired up especially in front of his home fans I saw a start last week. He's starting to get, you know, a little bit of a mojo. You know, he's just sort of, you know, like he's getting dunks, beating his chest. Mm. And, and, you know, um, Casey loves that. And and I think Melbourne fans love that. So he's starting to, you know, um, yeah, really revel in that sort of uh, atmosphere. Yeah. Uh, a couple of quick fan questions before we start wrapping things up. Uh, first one from Adam Westerhout, who's a devoted listener. What hair product does Lucas Walker use to keep his comb over combed over go- the whole game? I actually saw this. If you want to go to the next question, I can come back to what. Okay. Because I'll actually ask Waxy. So, so, so you've got a detailed response yes, from Waxy who it. wants to plug some sort of I've, hair product? I've got it right now. Uppercut Pomard. So okay. P-O-M-A-D-E. So I'm not sure, but it, mate, it doesn't move at all. So no, Is there I'm, some kind of sponsorship there no, from Waxy? No, I, I think. See, Waxy's, you know, he's... Uh, 
oh, mate, he's everything, you know, what most healthiest, uh, you know, he's all he's reading journal papers and all that sort of stuff. He's having he, cold brew coffee. Mate, exactly. He uh he doesn't use like roll on, he uses like other like sort of like for the environment or okay. like the, with the toxicity and, yep. and roll on. So he's a very uh, unique guy, so I'm sure this this stuff is <laughs> is top notch for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um and our second question from Ray Fairs for you, Greg. Have you have you ever had thoughts of heading to another NBL club? Did you ever have a, a patch where you thought about leaving the Wildcats and perhaps taking up a rival offer, or has your heart always been in Perth? Yeah. Oh, look, to be completely honest, um, no, not really. Um, I've definitely had offers throughout my career. Yep. Um, early in the piece, uh, especially you know, from a development player, and then obviously uh, expanding, you know, from yeah, I, I can give you an insight into the professional world or sport in the sporting profession. You come from a development player, which you, my very first contract was six grand, and then to go into a minimum contract, which was at that time I think forty grand or thirty-eight mm-hmm. grand, which was nice. Um, yeah, compared to six, yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. But then obviously having a few good years, your obviously salary is going to get increased. Yep. Um, dramatically from what it was previously yep. so yeah a couple of teams uh, but never really caution I always I mean Wildcats are my are my uh, hometown team I always wanted to play I wanted to captain the, my, my dream was always to captain the side you know so I guess the, the closest but never really entertaining idea would have been the last contract Illawarra obviously the connection with Rob Beveridge yep. they recruited me quite hard um, and there was an opportunity to go there but you know, you got to start once you get a little bit older as well. You got to start thinking not just about yourself and um, the environment you want to be in. My wife, uh, new boy, he was my wife was pregnant at the time. Um, you know, in the environment we're in, perfect um, is here. But then, obviously, the most important thing is the organisation. You know, the Walkers have done everything right by me. You know, they've been completely supportive and and given me all the confidence in the world to play. Why would you want to leave? You know, and and um, you could argue and say, well, could you get an increased role or opportunity? Uh, I'm completely satisfied in the in the team I'm in. I'm I'm stoked in being a leader of the group and having the ability to change games and do that, and still have the hunger and drive to win championships. Mm-hmm. And you want it, that's ultimately what you want to do. And I think playing here gives you the best position to do so. So, yeah, no, it's it's definitely been in a conversation, but never something that I've, I've really truly really had to entertain. Which is which I'm I'm fortunate to do because um, obviously you know as I said before, wanted always to play for the Wildcats, and it's nice to sort of I would love to be there at that one club, man. Mm. Um, crystal ball time before we get out of here. Now, I was right last week. Last I? week we both nailed ours. I, I, mine was more in hope. I don't know if you remember, yep. but uh, I sort of said hopefully the coaches treat the refs with a yep. bit more respect, and there might not be a technical foul. I'm pretty yep. sure there weren't nah, any coach technicals. I, I was watching closely across the so. round, well done, well so done. that was nice to see. Hopefully we had some coaches listening to the podcast and yep. just thought, yeah, that's no, that's not a bad idea. Definitely. And then your shout about potential import changes came almost immediately. <laughs> what did it? Almost not? as if you had. Had some inside knowledge into know. how that was that happening. Was like a journalist, like I was like, oh, someone's definitely <laughs> thinking Greg is definitely sneaking in, like yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Or maybe um, the Sydney Kings front office were listening to the podcast, going, you know, we probably don't need to yeah, change things no, up. It was crazy. It was like literally done the next morning as I was getting on the yeah. plane. I was like, wow. And I think the podcast show was getting released. Yep. Um, but yeah, so now nah, good. I'll, I'll start us off. Yeah, but go. I, I'm going to go. We'll go two and zero on the road trip. I'm going to be confident here. Yep. Um, and a little put a little bit of pressure on us. So why not? We'll go. Yeah, so 2-0 on the road. Yep, that would be a very nice result. Um, I'll go with one of those import changes, being Jerome Randall coming to the Sydney Kings. As fate would have it, his first two games this weekend at Illawarra on Thursday and at Adelaide on Saturday. Now, of course, he used to play with Adelaide. 
they played against Illawarra in the first round of the playoffs last year and things got very heated. So those first two opponents just could not be better yep. for his first two games in the league. So I'm predicting some sort of fireworks in each of those two games involving Jerome Randall and, and a great storyline for the league to have if him back. If you wanted to write a storyline, mm. that is it, isn't it? And um, yeah, for him to come back, I remember like looking and thinking, wow, the both two, a team he labelled dirty, yep. Uh, yep. Who he's trying to progress. Uh, yep. Sorry, come back on that, which... I find that funny because, I mean, there's no way about it. There's no, <laughs> you can't correct that. Like, if you think of you can't sugarcoat dirty. No, like, yeah. that's I, I didn't get that wrong. No, you called it a team dirty. That's yeah. fine. Stick yeah. with it. I mean, yeah. Jerome's got the game to back up, so correct. it's perfectly fine. And then as Adelaide, obviously, uh, been there for two seasons, former league MVP. I'm sure there's a little bit of hostility because, you know, I imagine he would have wanted to come back. He mm. said he wanted to come back. So, yeah, I'll be, uh, I'm excited. It'll definitely be, uh, we'll, I'll be keeping an eye on those games as well. Going to be a fantastic weekend of NBL hoops. That's uh, about all we've got time for. Greg, Perfect. best of luck on the road and thanks again for your company. Thank you. And uh, everyone else, stay tuned to Perth Now in the West for all your latest hoops and sport news. And we'll catch you again next time. The Dribble Podcast is brought to you by Perth Now, your home of sporting action from home and abroad.